The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. You can work hard to pull women into a diverse pool of candidates every time you hire, but if you're not building an inclusive culture, it can feel like your company has a revolving door. So how do you change that? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Julie Fry. She's chief HR officer for Fairway Independent Mortgage, one of our top employers for women in 2022. Julie, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know, we're we're recognizing uh, workplaces that are are great places for for women to work, and of course, you know, some of the things are just things that are, are great for everybody: great culture, uh, great pay, things like that. But but if you're trying to be a workplace that that's welcoming to women, what are some things that you might need to think of that are hurdles or or challenges that you have to help women specifically overcome? Great question. So, I mean, you know, there's there's been a lot that's gone on in the world over the last three or so years, and um, it's obviously a very hot topic, and you know, one that's near and dear to me as a woman in business and a woman in leadership. And you know, I think just the sheer nature of navigating careers as a woman um, brings different challenges. So with that, you know, very important for us to put put things in place for women to, you know, have a career path within an organization, whether they're just starting out in the industry or in a certain career uh, profession path. Um, it's important to me to have those paths and uh, teach leaders and managers alike uh, how to help women navigate those waters and create the confidence that oftentimes um, is a challenge for women. And, and obviously there's, there's a lot there, you know, just starting with, with the hurdles that, that women continue to face. And even though, you know, there's a shifting in terms of the responsibilities of parenting, do you still find that, you know, women tend to bear the burden of, of family life at home? I mean, we saw this, for example, with the pandemic, even yeah. uh, that women were more likely to leave their careers because they said they felt the burden of helping kids at home learning and it just became too much to, to work. And we had, you know, what was referred to as a, as a she session. So even in, in 2020, 2022, are we still seeing that women are feeling that burden more than their male colleagues? Um, I would say overall, yes. Um, I think male colleagues more now than ever um, do help out um, on the home front um, is what I'm seeing. But, you know, we always bear that as women, we bear the guilt of having to work outside of the home, having to make sure that the children are, you know, taken care of, they have proper daycare set up, things of that nature. We have, um, 
we have work-life balance challenges and guilt as a woman. So, you know, it's it's oftentimes thought that it's it might be easier for our male counterparts to, you know, give the answer, hey, I have to work if you can handle this. Uh, women don't always have the luxury of, of saying that. And with that comes a lot of guilt on the work front. So we try to create that very safe family first environment within Fairway. And um, we, we do take that to heart. And, you know, that's another training that we go through with managers. And, and, you know, work from home sticking around, you know, on the one hand can look like it's uh, a solution to that problem, particularly, hey, it's a snow day or my child is sick. Well, you can stay home and work. But does it, to, to your point of, you know, that work-life balance, does it kind of complicate the answer that on the one hand, yeah, you can stay home, but on the other hand, you know, we've seen concerns that people may not know when to shut off work if they're constantly working uh, from the same place that they're uh, raising their family. Yes, I can share with you that, um, you know, from our organization perspective, when we went home in 2020, uh, we had a historical year from a volume perspective. Um, we did the most volume than we've ever done in the history of Fairway. And that was one of the number one things that I heard from mostly women is that, yes, while we're at home, you know, we get to be with our children, we get to be with our families more, but we don't shut it off. We don't know when to shut it off. The computer's always there. It's always running. We have a very, very demanding um, profession. We have a very demanding uh, um, spot in fairway uh, within the mortgage industry um, in our markets. And it's just much more difficult. And I imagine it's that way at home with a lot of women, with a lot of industries. Um, it's the same. You just you don't shut it off as maybe you would if you're actually leaving the office to go home for dinner, to go shopping, whatnot. Um, it's always there and always on. You also brought up the point of trying to build confidence in women. Um, and, and you know, I've, I've heard the adage that, you know, men will always think, well, yeah, I can do that. Whereas women will, can, can I do that? I mean, is that what you're talking about? And how do you, how do you overcome that and create an environment where women share that same confidence to seek a promotion or, or take on new challenges? Well, I can share with you um, one of the things that we did this year in June is we created a women empowerment group. And that's really one of the things that we focus on is the mindset of our women and breaking down those limiting beliefs that most women have, that they have imposter syndrome, that they're not good enough, smart enough. Um, they haven't you know, come up alongside of their male colleagues. They don't necessarily get the same uh, seat at the table, if you will, as their male colleagues. And so with this women's empowerment group, that's really what we focus on is um, networking within women, sharing stories that no matter what walk of life you come from, no matter what position you hold, we are all really trudging down the same path. And there's, there's always a lack of confidence that comes up in those conversations. And that's what we're trying to instill in women is you can do it. You are good enough. You are smart enough. There is a reason you are in the role that you're in and you deserve it. Uh, so we do a lot of affirmation discussions with women. And and I know you and, and some of the other, you as in Fairway and, and some of the other companies who, who were recognizing, you know, you talk about the importance of diversity and in inclusion and talk to me about how those 
obviously relate, but are not necessarily the same thing that just because you hire women or hire a particular group doesn't necessarily mean that you're being inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we in, embarked on our really diversity and inclusion initiatives back in uh, 2019. And with that, at the time, it was a lot of ensuring that we had, um, you know, difference in ethnicities across the piece. We had uh, women in um, management and leadership positions, things of that nature. And, and the DNI. Uh, that's a journey. That's going to be a journey in any organization. You're not just going to snap your fingers and put a diversity and inclusion um, ad- advisory board or initiatives in place, and that's it. It's done. It's a lot of discussions. It's been a lot of um, uncomfortable discussions, if you will. And when things happen, uh, your workforce is looking for the company they work for, the, their employer, to support some of those initiatives and efforts that people are feeling outside of the workplace. And sometimes, you know, that's uncomfortable territory for both employers and employees. Um, So we've created some, again, um, we call them employee resource groups, which are very popular right now. And um, so we're partnering also with our fair lending group uh, from the consumer side and the internal employee side to bring those two groups together so that we can, in tandem, be a better workforce company for our employees and a better um, service to our consumers. So we're trying to bring those two things um, together. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. You, you can put in the effort you want to try to diversify your workforce and, and also your, your management level and your C-suite so that it sort of represents the clientele, but it can feel like it's constantly work to get more women and, and other groups of people because it's still fairly, it's still a male dominated field. So how do we sort of open up the pipeline and get more women into the industry? Not that that in and of itself will fix the problem, but for people who are trying to do the right thing, it will certainly make it easier. How do we open up that pipeline so that it's a constant stream of candidates and not, I got to go out and find somebody again? Yeah, I think we have to make a concerted effort with that. And part of in, part of doing that is combining our business leaders, um, you know, the folks out in the street who have the technical um, knowledge, along with, you know, our inside functional areas like human resources, like our marketing departments, and bringing both of those departments along, along with the street in tandem helps everybody to understand the need and where to get those resources, um, how to make sure that as we're looking at bench, you know, we should always be looking at bench within um, any of our groups, whether it's out on the street in the industry, um, diversity within ethnicities and things of that nature, what our target markets are. We should always be looking at and continuing to be one step ahead. And oftentimes, you know, that just comes with some advisement um, from our HR business partners, for example, on on advising the street and reminding our folks who are out there 
pounding the pavement and getting the business, they're not always thinking in terms of, oh, I need to be thinking about my bench and what that makeup and mix looks like. So it's a true partnership and putting together the subject matter experts along with the business to make sure that we're meeting those needs. And for people who are listening to this, who think, well, I'm not against, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm I'm segregating against women or some other group, um, but it's just a lot of work to put in these practices. And I just kind of yeah. let these things work themselves out. Talk to me about why as a business, you know, you can say I want to do the right thing, but as a business, it might make sense to put in some of these act, uh, efforts to be proactive in, get, in targeting whether it's women or, or different groups of people um, to diversify your workforce and diversify the upper levels of your workforce. Why, from a business standpoint, it also makes sense. Yeah, so it's very difficult to to manage what we don't measure. So the first step in that is understanding what the makeup of, of the workforce is and why it's so important to have those different, whether it's walks, whether it's ethnicities, whether it's female, male, um, it's very important to understand the whys of knowing the strengths and weaknesses of what your entire makeup looks like. By nature, as human, human beings, we tend to gravitate towards those that are more like us. They look like us, they talk like us, they act like us. We can relate to that. The importance is, especially from a business perspective, if you want to continue to grow and you want to continue to stay relevant in whatever industry you're in, is to understand why those differences will make you so much more successful by having those different layers of thoughts and practices um, and just opinions and suggestions from your workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you're talking about trying to sell products to all different kinds of customers, you know, you can kind of maybe cover up some of your blind spots and realize we didn't even know we were doing something that that hurt a group or that we just weren't reaching them the way we reach other groups. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, like I mentioned, you know, you can't you can't manage what you don't measure. I think the first step in even understanding is to to get some data, to get some data from an organizational perspective and then to filter that down into individual, whether it's departments or branches or whatever industry you're in that makes sense to look at that from. But you got to know the data in order to understand what you need to do differently. Absolutely. Julie, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Here's your headlines for today, December 21st. The inspector general for the FHFA says that the agency could do more to reduce appraisal bias. The agency says it provided 25.6 million active appraisal records to HUD along with 17 referrals for possible appraisal bias. But the inspector general says that the FHFA did not file complaints or notify relevant state appraisal licensing authorities when it found possible bias. Such complaints would trigger an investigation by local authorities. In other news, NBA owners are poised to welcome a new member to their club, and it's a familiar face to our audience. 
United Wholesale Mortgage CEO Matt Ishbia and his brother Justin have entered an agreement to purchase a 50% stake of the Phoenix Suns and their WNBA counterpart, the Mercury. Current owner Robert Sarver agreed to sell the team this fall after the NBA fined and suspended him for racist and misogynistic behavior. The rest of the NBA owners still need to approve the deal. Sun's legacy holding is valued at $4 billion under the deal. Ishbia was a walk-on for Michigan State's men's basketball team, including being a part of the Spartans' 2000 NCAA National Championship team. Quick programming note, we'll be off until January 2nd. We hope you have a safe and happy holiday. In the meantime, go to nationalmortgageprofessional.com for all of the late... Three, two, one. In the meantime, stay up on all the latest news at nationalmortgageprofessional.com. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.